0: You're listening to The Very Brave podcast, the podcast for women who are looking to find their brave and take more bold steps in life. We'll be chatting with women from all walks of life about redefining bravery away from just physical and heroic battlefield acts and being more inclusive of emotional, moral and spiritual bravery. The very things women the world over are participating in every single day. If you're ready to be inspired by stories of feminine bravery from across the globe and you know it's time to make your next bold move, then get comfortable, grab a coffee and let's get started. Hello and thank you so much for joining me today, Liz Ellis.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Rachel. I'm I'm rapt to be joining you. I sort of Stepping into the unknown here, I'm not quite sure how our conversation is going to unfold, but I'm really looking forward to to where we get to.
0: I guess we'll need to be brave to find out, won't we?
1: (laughs) Everyday braveness is what we need
0: today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, Liz, um, let's start with your own personal definition of bravery. What does it mean to you?
1: I think bravery means to me being true to yourself without and accepting that there's going to be some sort of consequence. So I think one of the things that stops us being brave, regardless of whether it's that physical bravery that sort of defines, I guess, a traditional definition of bravery, or whether it's being brave within your relationship or within your career, it's about understanding, for me, it's about thinking about what the worst-case scenario is if you are brave and being comfortable with that worst-case scenario. So for me, whenever I do something that I might consider brave, it really is understanding that I can live with the consequences of that.
0: Excellent definition. I really like the, um, the thinking about the worst case scenario and, and being okay with that. That's, um, that's great. So um, lots of women have told me about like some of the indicators for them that they're about to do something brave often comes uh, with the feeling of fear which might be uh, a physical reaction, do you get goosebumps or butterflies or nausea, anything like that, when you recognise that something's about to happen?
1: Yeah, a little bit. And sometimes, like I I, I joked at the start of our conversation about my filter falling out, and sometimes when I'm brave, I guess it's when my filter falls out and I'm either moved to the point, and often for me it's around saying something about using my position to speak up for someone or to speak Mm about something that I'm passionate about and sometimes it happens like you're in the flow like I'm I'm in a game of netball you know the flow happens and you say something and it's so it's not something that happens when I've got time to think about it and then I finish what I'm saying and then I think what have I just said and that's when for me that anxiety happens and it's the heart palpitations and it's Mm -hmm. the shallow breathing and it's the fear sometimes you get a bit of sweat and you think oh my god what have I just said but Often when I'm speaking like that, I know that I'm speaking from a, a place of truth when you're not thinking too hard about what you're saying. So, you know, and you're right, it's a, it's a phys- often a physical reaction to to when you're about to be brave, mm. you do get that visceral physical response.
0: Yeah. And do you think it's something that we have to look back on and reflect that that was a brave thing because when we're actually in it in the moment all we know is that there's something going on for us and it's actually courage that we summon to start with like you've got to have courage to, to carry out your brave act or your brave decision
1: yeah and there's a couple of ways to think about it so for me there's um I don't often think I'm being brave I would I tend to think of it of I'm acting with integrity so if I'm asked a question or I'm speaking it's about speaking my truth regardless of, you know, if it might be uncomfortable for other people to hear that truth. So it's that speaking with integrity and that's one of the ways. But the other thing is that sometimes the bravery that I I think about, I'm I'm going to be honest, when you first got in contact with me, I I, I don't think of myself as brave. I think of myself as someone who tries to act with integrity, right? Sometimes I get messages from people saying, I, I admire your courage for calling someone out or for raising this issue but I don't think about it in terms of that.
0: You are listening to the Very Brave Podcast.
1: I guess when I'm thinking there's sort of a couple of different ways to be brave and for me the one that I have to think about is the decision to be vulnerable in a certain Mm. sort of space and um, you know one of the things that I did a few years ago was that I wrote a book around about my infertility and my journey with that and That was probably, from my point of view, one of the bravest things I've had to do because I had to talk at length about the failure of my body, whereas I had made a career about my body being quite successful and doing everything that I wanted it to do. So sometimes you're brave without thinking about it and you're really in the flow. And like for me, I've made sure that i thought long and hard about what my guiding principles are so that when I speak in that flow, and that's often... I'm on live television when I'm doing it. You've got to be really sure about where you're coming from because you don't have time to go and think about it and pre-prepare something, right? You're in a debate or you react to a situation. So I've had to think long and hard about, okay, where does my integrity sit? Where are my principles? What do I, what do I believe strongly in? And that's almost um, when you're comfortable with that then for me and I'm also comfortable with whatever the consequences are I don't think about it as bravery. I think about it as just acting with integrity. But then when I had to think about writing my book that I wrote about infertility, I had to think about, I really had to come to terms with it. And the thing that drove me to do it was the fact that um, I felt that I could assist other women by sharing my story, and that's where my bravery really had to come from.
0: Mm. And sharing stories is something that's very much been a feature of these interviews and as being one of the ways that we can encourage more women to make more brave moves. But I'm I'm interested to hear if, like, you, you say that, you know, you don't uh, see yourself as being brave but rather acting with integrity, which is another amazing quality or value. Do you think that's one of the the things that afflicts us as women is that we often just think we're we're doing the do, like we might achieve things or do things that others don't do, but we just see that as it's just part of it because bravery is deemed by society as that physical act. So everything else must just be part of life.
1: Yeah, totally. But the women I find myself looking up to are the women who've dared to step outside that square and challenge the status quo and challenge the norm and broken silence, you know, about things that happen to them. And to me that's incredibly brave. But when you look at those women, you go, okay, I can see where she's coming from. She's coming from a place of integrity that Mm. it with her to, to keep those secrets or to keep things silent. So, yeah, and I think one of the things that we do as women, and I know I do it, I just assume that everyone can do my job. And I just assume that my skills, anyone's got those skills. It's like it's really amazing people who go and do brave things, whereas I think we should actually really pat ourselves on the back occasionally for having the skills that we have and understand that they're actually not that common, whatever your skill set is. And, you know, and if you speak in a way that threatens people, the fact that you, for me, the fact that I've still got a job indicates that my skill set is really sound even though I've spoken in ways that probably make people feel uncomfortable sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think part of that bravery and for me, this you know, speaking from that is also having the bravery to go back and and think about what you said and reflect and to go perhaps I spoke harshly or perhaps I spoke out of turn because I think sometimes like me in particular, I can be so convinced that I'm right and I've said the right thing. The bravery for me is in going back and evaluating what I've said and engaging engaging in some fairly harsh self reflection to make sure that it was the right thing to say, it was the right mm. thing to do.
0: Mm. So it's quite an amount of humility in it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you, like, and that's the thing that I find really interesting is that that humility not everyone has it, and it takes bravery to actually say, mm, I got that wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry."
0: Yep. And I'm still learning that skill. I'm not going to say I'm good at it. I'm still learning that skill. So am I, Liz. Yeah, I'm a bit like you. (laughs) You are listening to The Very Brave Podcast. So let's talk about how how we might be able to encourage other women to make more brave moves then. So obviously there's lots of stories, but how do we get more women to the stories to to hear the stories to share their own stories how do we do that
1: um I think what you're doing now is good to create that safe space that you can actually talk about your stories and I think as women we actually need to puff our chest out a little bit and acknowledge that I am brave this is my bravery this is what drives me this is what I think about so that other women can sort of go okay well these are the things that I need to do if I want to act like that or behave like that or adopt some of those things. And I think sometimes it ties back to your point that we think that everyone's a bit saying and everyone's mm-hmm. doing and do, is that if you know that there's a process to be gone through, then it makes it easier. If you know there's support out there, then it makes it easier. But for other people to know that, then we have to speak up about mm-hmm. how why we did it, what the repercussions were. Did we have to accept that maybe we got things wrong sometimes? Do you, is there anything you regret? Is there anything you we should do differently? How do you live with the consequences of your actions when you've been brave? Like have there been negative? So all those stories are important, but the first part about that is actually creating a space for women to talk about it and giving them the confidence to say, actually, I'm bloody brave. And, I, you know, I'm going to say I never, I hadn't really given a, a deep amount of thought until I heard from you to sort of go, oh, yeah, maybe that is bravery. Why? How? And think about the mechanics of it.
0: Yeah. And if we like look at your career for instance um going right back to netball and you know you you created academies and you know 60,000 little kids have gone through there and you know what do you think it is about you as a successful sports person that's then gone on to you know help mentor and coach you know the next generations of uh, children to do the same as well as you know have an arts law degree and as well as have a media career you know what were some of the brave moves involved in doing that I guess the first
1: one was actually setting up the clinics um, the netball clinics in the first place and that didn't happen in a vacuum I didn't wake up one day and go I know I'm going to run netball clinics I had a mentor a business mentor who really encouraged me to do that and he was someone who I really trusted he knew the business he sort of said to me you know, I think this is what you should do. And then he helped me realise how I could do it. So certainly it was a leap of faith and probably brave to actually go, right, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna ask people to pay their hard earned money and give me their gorgeous kids. And for me to actually give those kids a really good day. That's like I didn't I don't come from a family or a background where where business is is something that you do. You know, my parents have always sort of worked um, for a wage, so this was it was such a big thing for me to start my own business. So I guess I was brave doing that, but I also received a lot of help in doing that, which was um, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most, I guess, the, the bravery for me was walking away from my legal career. So as the clinics got bigger and you know my netball career got more hectic, I was getting really tired. And mm-hmm. we d- we just got married. Um, my husband and I we had a, a mortgage in Sydney which is not a great place to have a mortgage if you don't mm-hmm. want to be working full-time anymore. And I was so exhausted and I was so run down. And I came home to my husband one night and I said, I have to make a decision and I can't continue to work full-time as a solicitor, play netball for Australia and, and do the other stuff, like, you know, dabble in my netball clinics on the side. And I, I said, I think I, my, my sporting career is so short-lived And I can go back to being a lawyer anytime I like, Mm. but I think I need, I think I need to resign from my my position with, with the firm. And I think I'm just going to see if I can make a living following my passion.
0: Ready to wake up every day and live your bravest life. Sign up today for our 365 days of brave, and you will receive a daily brave message from Rachel Evans herself directly into your inbox, completely free of charge. Go to bravemedianetwork.com backslash 365 and sign up for your daily brave messages today.
1: My parents were horrified. My dad in particular is horrified because he never had the opportunity to get a secondary education and to have a great job. So he just thought I was throwing it all away. And I sort of had to talk him through that. So that was probably the bravest moment to go, right, I'm going to focus on my netball and see if I can make something out of it. So I'd sort of started the clinics and that gave me a bit of a landing space to go right okay that's a little bit of income I can grow them to make a good income and then I really like talking so I'm going to see if there's a job in the media which mm-hmm. makes me laugh because if you hadn't looked at me in high school you wouldn't have picked me as a kid to end up on television I've got an odd face so like I just but I'm a good talker right so that's mm-hmm. that skill set yeah I think that everyone's got but it turns out not everyone can talk, look at a camera and talk and mm. look at a microphone and, and make a sentence that makes sense. But it took a while to sort of get to that point. But that initial leap of faith and having faith in my own ability that, you know, I knew that I could do some things. I had I'd come to terms with what happened if I failed, if there was no, if the clinics didn't make enough money and if I, there was no work in the media. Well, the consequences were I'd have to go back groveling to my firm mm. or apply mm. for a job at another firm and go back to being a lawyer, right? so. But I had come to terms with that. I was quite accepting of that. And that's what I was talking about before. If you can actually just spend some time thinking to yourself, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen here? All right, I'm cool with that. Then mm. that's what happened. So, yeah, that was a huge leap of faith. But it also was and then becoming like, a, you know, you jump off a big cliff and at the bottom I hit the trampoline and rebounded back and into my current career.
0: And do you think that um, confidence is required for these elements of bravery, like you, you mentioned taking a leap of faith, you mentioned being okay with the worst-case scenario. Do you need confidence to pursue? Yeah, you do.
1: You need confidence and you need a support network and I can't imagine how difficult it will be to do that without without that. So I, I've always had a huge amount of self-confidence, probably overblown at times and that's where I've <laughs> got myself in trouble, but I also surrounded myself with people who I had confidence in and I think to me that's been really important is to seek mentors who I had confidence in and then who also had confidence in me. So I gained so much strength from other people saying they have belief in me in what I can do. So I think, you know, female bravery is such a different thing. You know, when we talk about bravery awards dominated by men, it's such an instant reaction, not thinking, going and doing something incredibly amazing and brave, whereas women I think are a bit more collegiate. Mm -hmm. And sometimes bravery takes a bit of time. So even when I'm brave off the cuff and say stuff and, or call someone out, I know that I've got, I, like, I get my confidence from people around me. Mm. So I think confidence is important, not just in yourself. And you don't have to have amazing self-confidence to be brave, but you need to know where you draw your confidence from, whether it's something you've achieved or the people around you who give you confidence.
0: And did you, you know, you're obviously when you're a, a young girl and in your teens uh, a talented netballer, did you know that you or you had to pursue education as well? Were you ever going to go all in with netball and not worry about the, the secondary education? No,
1: because my parents were really, really massive on it. So uh, neither mum or dad got to finish high school and no one in their family had really finished university before. And so it was something that was drilled into us from a very young age, that sport was great and important, but our education was the most important thing. So, yeah, we, there was, it, was, it was a non-negotiable in our family that you do your education first. And mum and dad were happy to support us with our sport, but education first. And, and my sister and I both have university degrees, so it worked.
0: You are listening to The Very Brave Podcast. So one final question, Liz, if I can. There's, we've, we've discussed lots of brave things, uh, lots, of, lots of things with integrity, but I imagine that there's some more of that to come. So can you share with me what your next brave move might be? Uh, yeah, I can.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I guess, you know, I talked before about guiding principles and, and where your integrity comes from. And in the last 10 years, I've started a family. My husband and I have started a family. So I've got a 10-year-old daughter and a 5-year-old son. And they are now the most important people. My family is the most important thing in my life right now. You know, you spend so many years working on yourself and your education and, and then your career. And then and now I'm like, well, I really want to focus on my family. So the next thing I'm going to do is take my kids out of school for a year next year and we're hitching up the caravan and going around Australia. So, wow. yeah, and already I'm getting resistance in some quarters, like what are you doing? But it's something that I really want to do. My parents did it with my sister and I 40 years ago almost to the day and it was a massive thing in our family and it brought us all closer together and I'd love to give my kids the same experience. So we're just going through the processes at the moment of working out, you know, how we how we work on homeschooling and the finances. I think we all be massive. down
0: pat at homeschooling.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, the truth is I'm not a very good homeschooler. We live on a farm. And so whenever it was homeschooling, I was like, well, look, just read a book and then go outside. <laughs> <people>. I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> like, and I just looked up all the experiments about, you know, how do you make things explode? And we just did that outside. Yep. I wasn't like, like the actual master. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, so look, that's probably the next brave thing. And again, that's just about coming from a place of integrity. At the moment, I love being with my family. You know, I was away from my kids and my husband last year for 10 weeks during the netball hub, during the lockdowns. I was in Queensland and they were here. And my little boy, when I go to work now, still says to me, Mummy, what if the borders closed and you can't get home? Will you be home for Christmas? And like he's, it's something that's in his brain. And I just want to spend time with him to unravel that and with my daughter to unravel that. So um, it's one of those things that doesn't feel brave. It feels right for me. But the feedback that I'm getting is it's either brave or it's, brave or it's crazy or it's crazy brave. But I'll let you know in a year's time. I guess if I come back and I'm still married and we're not bankrupt, then it's been worthwhile.
0: Yeah, and I think if people are challenging you on it, then it's it's probably the thing that you need to do because uh, that's other people's projections of their own fear, right? So... Oh, Totally.
1: You know what, I've also I've always thought to myself, you know, I remember when I was at high school and someone said I said I wanted to be a lawyer and someone like I went to high school in Blacktown in Western Sydney and no one knew any lawyers then and I said I wanted to be a lawyer and someone said to me, You can't be a lawyer and I thought about that for a long time because obviously I could be. <laughs> and I thought often when people say you can't, what what I hear now is when people say you can't do that, what I hear is them saying, actually I can't do that. Mm. And once you turn it around on that you go you get a really good sense of what people's own limitations of themselves are it doesn't limit you it just gives you an understanding of how they limit themselves
0: yeah I agree definitely I can't imagine anything better than just being able to drive around the country right now without any restrictions and I'm sure that you will see many many families just like you uh, out there taking a big lap sounds amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it's all I can think about at the moment. I'm a bit hopeless for a conversation. I'm a bit like, yeah, I know what you're talking to me about, but I really need to go and research the math and (laughs) what are (laughs) doing? And books and tours. So, yeah, look, it's fun. But it's a real leap of faith because, you know, we're going to be living, four of us, in a really, in a can together. So we'll see how we go.
0: Wonderful. Well, Liz, thank you so much for sharing your insights with me today uh, around bravery. It's been really, really good to get an understanding from you of how you see it and uh, for you to share some of your experience.
1: Oh, thanks, Rachel. It's been a really nice experience to actually have a chat to you about it and to do some thinking about what it means. So what I knew on the project.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Very Brave podcast. If you like this episode, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Also, remember to give us a rating and review. I'll be reading out reviews on future podcast episodes and I'd love to share your insights. For more information and additional resources, check out the website at www.therealrachel.com and www.bravemedianetwork.com. I love hanging out on Instagram as well. So make sure you follow me there at the real Rachel Evans and let's continue this conversation. I look forward to chatting with you next time. <laughs>